Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have with me Diana May, who is a lifestyle entrepreneur and travels the world to coach entrepreneurs and corporate brands how to build their businesses properly. She's a business coach, real estate investor, and founder of Adal's Mastermind, featured on the Huffington Post, Inc. Magazine, TechCrunch, entrepreneur, and an international keynote speaker. In less than 10 months within her coaching business, she quickly built a $500,000 global brand through the power of social media, utilizing platforms such as Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. With her degree in finance and extensive background on Wall Street prior to her entrepreneur journey, Diane has helped raise over $200 million in seed funding for various startup companies. She leverages her experiences to facilitate several U.S. and U.K. corporations to position themselves as experts in the market. Diana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Seth, for having me. I really appreciate being here. Our pleasure. Uh, let's go back in time for a little bit. I know you weren't always a lifestyle entrepreneur and a guru. Where'd you grow up? So I actually grew up in New York City. And no, while I was not always a lifestyle entrepreneur, in my mind I was, right? But I was like, just how do I get there? What are the necessary steps in order for me to really create and, and design this lifestyle that I want, working with the best people in the, in the industry? You grew up in New York City. What was your childhood like? In New York City. Interestingly enough, I grew up in the ghetto, like the ghetto Bronx, right? Bronx area. So it's like I would have to, um, I, I go to sleep hearing like cars being broken into um, a lot of like gunshot violence and stuff like that. So, you know, when you are raised in sort of that environment, there's only two outcomes that come from it, right? So it's either one, you just fall back into that cycle, or two, you really work your tail feather out so that that cycle breaks for you for that next generation. So, um, you know, I chose to stick with the latter. Excellent choice. We're very glad you did. Uh, before becoming a lifestyle guru, you had an you had a Wall Street background. Talk about that. I do, yeah. So I, I decided to go into finance and economics. And the reason why I said that I was so passionate about it is because my parents went into bankruptcy twice, right? So being in this really difficult neighborhood and then seeing them in financial crisis, it really got me, uh, something triggered inside of me was like, I really need to understand finance. Right, even just personal finance one-on-one. -on -one. And the deeper that I was able to delve into it, I was like, wow, it's really fascinating how all of this affects us on a global scale. So uh, when I was in school for, for finance, you know, um, I finished my, my uh, degree and then I went into MBA. I'm an MBA dropout because after, while, while I was going for my MBA, I had a hedge fund reach out to me. And they're like, listen, we're starting you know, our hedge funds, and we really want you to onboard with us. And so, you know, whatever it is that you're paying right now to be in your MBA will 
pay that as your salary and we'll give you a signing bonus. So they pretty much gave me an offer that I couldn't refuse. And I was like, that's phenomenal. In addition to that, they're like, look, we're going to be working a lot of hours. So what we'll do, Diana, is that we'll subsidize a portion of your rent so that you live nearby. And it was like, for me, coming from the Bronx, right? putting myself through college and then having a hedge fund on wall street say, Hey, listen, we want to give you a shot. It's like, of course, absolutely. You, you don't say no to that. And so for, I started as an executive assistant supporting these serial entrepreneurs and these executives. And from that role, it was quickly able to accelerate to me now being investor relations and helping our sophisticated investors with their portfolio, really understanding the market, and real estate and you know being exposed to that those number of people that's when I quickly realized okay it's my turn now it's my time to be an entrepreneur and really make that difference in the market wow that is absolutely incredible how'd you go from that and raising hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, what you're doing now so the, the really interesting part about this Seth is you know the seven years that I was working in capital raising I was able to understand and see the way a lot of our investors would take calls or handle deals you know one of the one of our partners pardon me one of the partners of the firm they would always take calls on their yacht so they would spend nine months sitting in his yacht traveling the world with his family and making deals and I was like how in the world did that happen? I was like, that's real lifestyle entrepreneurship, right? So what ended up happening is that when you're exposed to these people day in and day out, you can't help but be gravitated and be inspired and motivated by this. So um, I, I told my firm, I was like, look, it's been phenomenal seven years working with you, but I really want to go out and now coach uh, other people to really get to the position where I was like being an executive assistant and then having to move up the corporate ladder and then really branching into your, your own business. And they're like, you know what? Great, Diana. So my company ended up giving me uh, a very nice check as an exit check, right? I took that and I invested in stocks. I waited for a little bit and then I turned, uh, you know, the, the money that I made from a number of stocks, I invested into real estate. And so having, you know, having uh, some capital, right, I, I was able to then travel the world. And so my first client, my first client that I got was from my firm through this, this introduction. And what ended up happening is that I was coaching a lot of executive assistants, right? Exec- how, to, how to be a really great executive assistant to support entrepreneurs. But when I was going in the offices in New York City, what started to happen, Seth, is that I started to coach these entrepreneurs with their logistics and their operations and their admin. And I was like, huh, you know, maybe I'm more than just coaching executive assistants. I can actually do this for businesses, especially now that I've had the background in, in helping companies start, right, with capital seeding, and then all the way seeing to how companies, um, some companies dissolve and need exit strategies. So everything front to end, I've had immediate access and hands on with. So now I just go and, and I facilitate and I coach and I help a number of, of businesses really um, towards towards whatever end result that they want. That is absolutely awesome. That is absolutely incredible. What are some of the biggest mistakes you're finding that the, your clients are making that you're helping them with? You know, one of the biggest mistakes is them not going and testing out their service or product. What they'll do is that 
they have this great idea and they're so married to their ideas, right? Because they're like, this is a great idea. This is cutting edge. This is completely innovative. And then they'll spend weeks and months and, and resources, both time and monetary resources, investing into this idea. And then when, when they think, oh, now we're ready, right, to introduce it into the marketplace, no one's buying and all they hear is crickets and it's because they haven't validated or substantiated their idea yet they're just sitting you know kind of behind the scenes and thinking this is going to work because this is what we think is going to work so they don't do the proper due diligence and they don't ask for advice so um you know i think those are the two really big pitfalls that a lot of people should be avoiding absolutely what do you find i mean you've had success in multiple different areas and you've had such an amazing journey. What do you attribute your success to? I really attribute my success 100% through just forever being a student of business, right? Because I never think that I know it all, regardless of how many clients I have in various industries, in tech, in finance, in healthcare, in government, um, you know, in, in coaching as well. I know that there's so much out there that I still have yet to learn. So with that, you know, humbling mindset, every single conversation that I go into or every single um, email or blog or whatever it is that I'm reading, I always go into it. I'm learning something today. I don't know what that is yet, but I know that I'm learning something today that I can really incorporate into my business, into my next sales pitch, into when I'm, I'm meeting investors, right? So um, it's, it's just being able to have that thirst for knowledge and knowing when I can leverage other people's experiences and successes and downfalls. That is, I mean, that, that is really interesting. What would you say, I mean, you've worked with so many amazing companies. Mm -hmm. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, wow. The best, I love, I love these questions. Seth. The best advice that I've ever gotten from, from anyone really is to always to always just go for it because you're never going to be ready. Right. So when I was speaking to the partners and, um, you know, the, the partners that I was supporting, I was like, you know, I'm not really sure I'm, I'm ready. Maybe I should stay with the company for another five years. And they're like, Diana, you're never going to be ready. You just have to go do it because if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it because five, fast forward five years, you're still going to think you're not ready. Right. Like when you started, when you went into, university and when you uh, paid for your own tuition did you think that you were ready to be a college student i was like oh my gosh absolutely not so it's when you're just jumping right into it and you and and really just going for it that's when you realize okay um, i'll figure it out as as i go along so it's just starting before you're ready that is excellent advice how do you get so much done in a day that's, I love that. So, you know, for me, uh, the people say, oh, you know what, I'm so busy, I'm so productive. I don't believe in being busy or productive. I believe in being extremely effective. And so for me to be extremely effective, I know that I have to plan things, two things, right? I have to plan things, and Seth, I'm sure you know, you also have to be completely flexible as an entrepreneur as well, right? So 
Um, in order for me to do that is that I do have a really great team around me where I have VAs around the clock. So I'm always spending time, you know, um, communicating effectively because I know that business is really on 90%, if not 99% of just like communicating effectively, right? And just saying, okay, this is what I intend to accomplish within the next 24 hours. And this is how we're going to go about in doing it. So it's just making sure that everyone around me is completely on board. And then I'm always, as an executive assistant with that background, I'm always keen in calendar management. So before I go to sleep every single night, I have to look like, okay, what's the next 24 hours going to look like? Because we can always sit here and be like, this is what I want to achieve in the next five years, one year, six months, three months in the next week. But for me, it's important to understand what projects can I move forward in the next 24 hours to get that ball rolling? What, how many um, things do I have to move in order to keep people within my pipeline, right? So that's really key for me. Uh, are there any software programs or apps that you use to make sure everything gets done when it's supposed to get done by the right people? Yes, so one app that I really, really live by, and I think with any apps, uh, Seth, you know, it's just a matter of how you use it. And so for me, what's really, really worked well in my business is Trello in terms of organization. And then for, you know, CRM management to keep uh, all of my hundreds and thousands of leads and then my clients in in unison, I use Salesforce. So Salesforce has been really good for me because you can like integrate Salesforce into, you know, your Gmail and, and, and it's easy to use. And uh, so I'm, I'm a big advocate of Salesforce and Trello. Awesome. Now, you've built an incredible tribe in a short period of time. How'd you yes. do that? Yes organically let me tell you okay so <clears throat> um, a lot of the times is people think that you know i'm going to post a video out there and then that's it i'm just going to wait for the people to respond but what you really actively have to do is going out there and connecting with as many people because as you know Seth, people ultimately invest in other people right so what i did and what i mean organically is that i jumped into a multitude of communities so for me going into Snapchat communities, going into Periscope communities, YouTube communities, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, and connecting with people and posting up a lot of really great value for them, whatever it is that group um, that group's topic is, right? So say, for instance, if they needed help with branding or if they needed help to find investors, I would post a lot of great content and material that speaks to that in addition to providing just additional support to people. So the likes, the comments, the shares, and, you know, driving them to jump on one-on-one -on -one calls with me just so that I can connect because although I may not necessarily be the person for them to work with, I can introduce them to someone within my network and make that connection, right? So that those are the things that people remember in terms of experience. And for me, it's so important that every single person that I speak to, whether it's one-on-one -on -one like this, whether it's in, uh, in a keynote that I'm delivering, that they're going through an experience. And that's what's always gonna set you apart. So for me, I was able to quickly scale up and build a community from that. Great ideas, great lessons. How do you advise, how do you help your clients manage the stress of being an entrepreneur? Really, it comes down to just talking about it. Because oftentimes, like, they're like, oh, they're constantly on the go, on, on the go, but they're running on E, right? They're like running on this empty gas. So it's like, okay, you have to actually stop for a second, right? Talk about it and really seeing is the things that you're working on 
Is that a priority? Is that absolutely necessary now? Because especially as entrepreneurs, we're super creative. We have a million ideas floating in the air and it's like being able to help them gain that clarity and extracting what makes sense right now. And for me, I always say this stuff is if it makes sense, it makes dollars, right? So, <laughs> so, and it's true. So it's just really being able to, uh, communicate with them again effectively and saying what's going to make sense for us in this quarter in the next couple of weeks in the next couple of days does this content really reflect what it is that you're trying to say and convey so uh and and one thing that i say is i don't believe in taking days off but I do believe in taking a couple of hours in each day to have that self-care. So whether that's meditation, you know, going to yoga, going out and, and having a cup of coffee or even just working in other inspired spaces. So I don't believe in taking days off, but I believe it's absolutely necessary to do things for you every single day so that you keep that sanity. Absolutely. <laughs> sanity, very, very important. Who's an ideal client for you? An ideal client for me is someone that understands that business, right? That business isn't a one, isn't a one set structure that is completely open to testing out various strategies. Because if you're completely consumed that this is the only way that we can be successful, I'm not the best person to work with you because for me, some, some strategies that have successfully worked for me may not necessarily work for someone else. And oftentimes when people see other successful people, they want to emulate and copy exact, and they want to say things verbatim like that other individual, like that entrepreneur. But, you know, we're constantly innovating. So when you're innovating, you also have to have a really keen um, overview with the market so that you can always pivot with it. Right. So I want someone who is completely open-minded and, um, and, and if, and if they're not, I know that I can help guide them to that, but isn't completely fixated and set in their ways. So, you know, we talk a lot about fixed versus growth mindset. So I love working with individuals that really have that growth and that hunger and want to keep on elevating every single day. So I know it's not like this whole structure as in, Oh, you know, this is my ideal client, but, 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 but it's really being able to qualify those deep rooted traits. Absolutely. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge? You know, my biggest challenge right now um, is getting people out of their fear, right? And, and, and there's so much that you can do in perhaps like one intensive, right? But, you know, being able to facilitate and, and guide these people um, is... The, the difficult thing is, is that we're so conditioned and we think that we're not deserving of it. So it's like constantly having to refuel and remind them. So I don't necessarily think of it as a, a challenge in a negative way. I just look at it as a way, okay, how do I improve my process? So it's like a very interesting and it's not necessarily a unique challenge, but it's also a really great way as to how I can personally improve. Absolutely. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your work? Uh, did you say three biggest books? Best three best books. books. Yes. Three best books you've ever read. Okay. okay. My, 
<laughs> One of my favorite books is from Sophia Amoroso, and she is the founder of Nasty Girl. And she wrote a book called Girl Boss, and it's extremely sassy and very direct. And I love it because that's how my brand is, right? My brand is extremely direct, but it's also playful and sassy, and um, it, it's really relatable. The second book is Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, right? And, and obviously, this isn't in, in any order. Um, and I really, what changed my whole entire framework was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And the moment that I read that book, and it was the one book that I read, and the series rather, uh, about seven times over. And so, you know, that's really helped me, especially getting into real estate, right? So uh, I, I completely shifted uh, when I first got a copy of that book, and, and, and I'm very, very grateful for it. So there's obviously a number of other great nominees in the running, <laughs> but those are my top three. Great recommendations, great books, um, amazing interview, awesome story. What else would you like to share that I didn't think to ask you? Thank you so much, Seth. You know, the last thing that I really want to tell anyone who is also thinking about going into entrepreneurship or that really wants to elevate in their business, the, it's like just two words and it starts starting. Really, it's, it's not um, holding yourself back and just really understanding that this isn't an overnight success, as you know, Seth, right? It's not an overnight success, but just to really keep consistent and keep at it and then, you know, let your results speak for itself. All right. Awesome. For our viewers and listeners who are resonating with what you're saying, want to learn more about you, where do we send them? Absolutely. So they can find me everywhere on social media at Dolls, D-O-L-L-S, Mastermind, Dolls, Mastermind, you know, Snapchat alone, uh, it shows behind the scenes of how I'm going in meetings day in and day out, how I coach my clients. And that has received over hundreds and thousands of viewers per month. And that's been exponential for me. So Dolls Mastermind on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and, and, and my website, dollsmastermind.com. Awesome. Okay. We've been here with Diana May of dollsmastermind.com. Diana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>